It's an island. On the island with Taylor and Ty. We're here with Jeff and Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe? Oh. <laughs> I was thinking Dr. Mike. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, did I tell you we're recording? Oh, when did we start that? We're live. Hello, I'm Taylor Gaines. Welcome on the island. If you did not turn it off during whatever that was, then I promise the rest will be more pleasing to the ear. I'm going to do public radio voice. Yeah, I'll uh, avoid all singing from here on out because I don't have a good singing voice, but I do in my head. I feel like you weren't trying, so we'll have to give it another run next week. That voice you hear, that angelic voice, I know you want him to sing again, but he just promised he's not going to. Here on the island with me, Taylor Gaines, is my friend. He likes to be a bright, beautiful light and not a zombie. It's Tyler B. Commons. Woo! Yeah, I'm here. I, uh, you stole my line, so I just, I have to spit it right back. I just don't want to be a zombie. Was that weird the way that I pronounced your name, Tyler B. Commons? I feel like I, it's natural. I feel like I put a lot of emphasis. I was like, Tyler B. Commons, as if Tyler B. was like all your first name. Whatever. I'll take that. Who notices? Anyway, I'm Taylor. He's Ty. We're on the island. Uh, I should say you're on the island with us for week eight of Survivor season 35. No guest with us this week. It's just a classic pod. We're getting back to our roots. Back to the two. <laughs> back where it all began. That's right. This week we will be reenacting the TV show Roots. Can I be the host? Can you be the guest? <laughs> Sounds like you've never seen Roots. Moving on in a probably, uh, you know, it's hard to come back from Roots. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's talk about our reaction to this week's episode I'm looking for a little, how about like a tweet link, like an old tweet, like in the old days when tweets had to be 140 characters or less. Give, give me that kind of reaction. Well, back in my day, I used to say, this one's more personal, it's not about the episode. Was that your I singing said, voice? No, nah, that was my old man voice. Oh. It wasn't good yet. My tweet is, at this point, I'm just going to wave the white flag, RIP Fantasy 2017. <laughs> That's funny, because mine was... Call Ty Outback, because this episode put a stake right through his season. Oh my gosh, you got so witty this week. <laughs> That's so good. Fantasy Survivor, as Ty just mentioned, is probably over. I guess we have to play out the string, but he lost his number one overall pick and his winner pick, Desi Williams. Spoilers, by the way. And all he has left is Ryan, Lauren, and Ashley. I still feel good about Ryan and Lauren. I don't know that either of them are a winner pick but i could see i really could see both of them making it to final three and losing to either a ben or a chrissy or you know whatever makes it there ben or chrissy or cole or joe or jp or Devin probably or jp mike i see jp coming in strong in the second half oh sorry i was actually just i was reading off my entire team that i still have left oh yeah all those people <laughs> It's too long to even read on air. I guess the days of three and four person fantasy survivor were more consistent. A little bit kinder to me, but that's okay. Yeah, well, I don't know that you ever won one of those either. I did. I won uh, our second season. Oh, okay. Our third. It was Levi who never won. Yes. Levi, sadly, will go down his history as the worst fantasy survivor player to ever step foot on the island. Yeah, so you think Ryan and Lauren could make a little bit of a run? I think... 
one of those names might come up in our next segment, the power rankings. Tell me who you got number one after week eight. Number one, you really hate when I do top threes, and I'm about to make you hate me even more. I can't stick to your system, okay? You can't confine me in a box. I did a one slash two because I got Ryan and Chrissy sharing the top spot because they work so well together. I mean, if, if push came to shove and you had a gun to my head, I'm probably picking Chrissy to be number one. But with Ryan getting the idol this week and Chrissy knowing about it, like they're just that tight. I feel like you can't separate the two at this point. They, they've lasted and they're working well together. So you, they take my number one and two kind of interchangeably. Push comes to shove, I guess Chrissy has a little bit of an edge, but that's my number one slash number two. What do you got? One and probably two. So you, I mean, it sounds like you view it as more of a 1A and 1B. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't but, think, you can't make a huge distinction between the two. But then you just jump to number three, right? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Looks like you might have been among the people who wouldn't have been able to count how many votes there were at Tribal, but... No, I counted. Whatever. My number one actually is neither of those people. I don't know if this will be your number three. Interesting. But if there's one thing you need to know about Survivor Season 35... This is a show about Ben Drebergen. That's all it's ever been about, apparently. And that's all it continues to be about is Ben. Every episode, he gets twice the amount of screen time as anyone else. And they keep giving him Marine moment after Marine moment after Marine moment. And he's in that group. I I, I think it's a trio right now. I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you. Number two, I have Chrissy. And number three, I have Ryan. It seems like those three are... I don't know if they're all working with each other, but Chrissy is working with both of them, I think. And they're pretty much just controlling the game. Ben is my number one because the show is desperately trying to make us root for him and make it look like he's going to make it a long ways. And Chrissy's Mm -hmm. number two because she gets a lot of time too, but they're portraying her a little more darkly, I feel like. But I will say she's orchestrated, I think, every vote out for like the last five weeks. So definitely a strong resume for her it might be too strong we'll talk more about her later and then ryan obviously he's been playing strong strategy the whole time other than when he really angered Allie, he hasn't really had many issues and his play with the idol this week was just brilliant yeah i he is not my number three ben actually did not make my top three which you might find shocking because, yeah, he is getting a ton of airtime and he is being the center of attention a lot. But I feel like this week, I just feel like he got a little bit of negative publicity. So when I was making my list, number three actually put Lauren because she still has Ben as a shield, you know? And I, I think did think it was interesting at the game. beginning of the episode, they said, well, Ben said that him and Lauren were the ones who made the decision last week to vote out Jessica. Yeah. And I think I think that just proves it. They are almost as strong a pair as Ryan and Chrissy. Ryan and Chrissy might be more at the center. Ryan dumped Devin and moved over to Chrissy. But Lauren and Ben are staying strong, but they're not like... You know, it's almost like a presidential couple and a vice presidential couple. The vice presidential couple, people think they have power, but they don't really have as much power. Um, and since Ben is the figurehead in that, much like a vice president, he's going to take the bullets where Lauren can just step in. You know, vice presidents do nothing. Is, is the, wait, a, I'm, I'm lost in your analogy. The vice president is the figurehead, but also is the one who takes bullets? I mean, at the step behind the president, yeah, he's the one that takes bullets. Hopefully Up not front. literally. 
but no not literally that hasn't happened in i don't know how many years 100 years no jfk we're gonna stop with this analogy but congrats you have the fbi listening to our podcast now we had fbi on last week of course they're listening (laughs) yeah so all that to say without my cockamamie roundabout way of saying it i think lauren is safer than ben which is why i have her number three and ben not at my top three this week fair enough i think you're wrong and i think you'll see that eventually but it's fair yeah maybe one day i'll join you in 2017 oh anyway this week our friend sunday burquest is on vacation so no takes from her she'll be back at it soon in the meantime let's jump into Our thoughts on Tribal Council, a wild and confusing one this week. Yeah, it was confusing for me. Vote counting and not counting, and I'm sure we'll get to all the excitement. Let's break down the Tribal Council there. I took detailed notes of who voted for who, at least the first time. That's all they showed on replay. So, Mm -hmm. healers. Joe voted for Ben. Desi voted for Lauren. She said in postgame that she thought all the healers were voting for Lauren. Hmm. Cole and Mike voted for Joe. On the other side, Ashley and Chrissy also voted for Joe. Devin, JP, Ben, and Ryan all voted for Desi. So it was four to four with one vote for Ben and one vote for Lauren. How confused were you when that was going on? I was really confused because I didn't see enough discussion pre-tribal to like make it look like it was going to be that jumbled up. What that tells me is alliances aren't as close as people feel. I think Dr. Mike is definitely on the outs in his alliance. That's one that really stands out to me. Uh, he still seems to be on the bottom, although he still does have that idol that he can pull out at any time. Yeah, why has he not considered playing that in the last two weeks as his healer alliance has just fallen apart? I think he's too worried about saving it for himself when in the overall grand scheme of things, the bigger picture, keeping his alliance stronger is better for him overall. But as we see this week, I don't think his his alliance is as strong for him as he thinks it is. You know, he was kind of out on an island voting and doesn't really know what the big overall moves that are going to be made are. So I think he's just hanging on till a week where he feels a little bit of pressure. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say on the record that he's making the wrong decision because it's not going to have much of a resume by the time it gets down to it. No. So that's what happened the first time, which led to a revote where everyone except Desi and Joe, since they tied for the most votes, got to go revote. And we'll talk about Lauren and her advantage in a minute, but they pretty much all voted for Desi. I'm not sure who voted for Joe. At least one person did. I did think it was funny that Joe seemed annoyed that they considered Desi the bigger threat. It looked like he was like, come on, you should vote me out. I'm Joe. But yeah, I mean, my understanding, at least from Desi's interviews, is she thinks they voted her out solely because Joe didn't look like a challenge threat and she was. Does that jive for you? I think that's that's a fair assessment. I mean, she won one and she did really well in this one. But overall, I think, see, I don't know. We didn't get enough of a picture of Desi, even though I loved Desi from her preseason interviews and stuff. We didn't get a great picture of who she is. Jeff said she played a quiet, laid back style. And I think that's really just code for the game was passing her by and she didn't know what was happening because she said she wasn't a fan of the show and they 
kind of recruited her. So I think Well, she also said that she knew that all she had to do was flip and vote for Joe and she would have been safe, but she felt like he was her only true alliance member and she couldn't bring herself to sacrifice her morals, I guess, and vote him out, which I thought was interesting and also a sign that she's not really ever going to win Survivor. Yeah, and I mean, I hate to see that, but you do, you have to make a move. You can't sit on the sidelines. And she's playing a game where she's sitting on the sidelines. She's strong, um, which I liked. You know, she wins individual immunity. She was on a very winning tribe early in the season. But she just, her personality didn't come out because her personality never had to come out. She was she was sitting back watching the moves people were making. And I feel like even last week and the weeks leading up to this week, they didn't edit it so she was even in the back of your mind, you know? And even this episode. Even when she won immunity, it didn't feel like there was much. No, the most spunk we got from her was uh, when Jeff walked up to take the immunity necklace from her. And she goes, oh, that's only temporary. You know, that was the most fight, the most tenacity we saw from her this entire season, which makes me feel bad because I really liked her. She also got upset when Joe was blowing up her game back a few weeks ago. But, uh, you know, I I mostly agree. I feel like she showed more personality in her eight minutes at Ponderosa than she did the whole season. Mm -hmm. She's playing a game not too dissimilar to the one that JP is playing. JP finally talked about how he doesn't want to be the center of anyone's attention and just be strong. And I think she was the female version of JP in a sense. She's much smarter than him. We'll <laughs> Don't talk get about me wrong her. on that. But just I mean, I um, think they made the wrong decision, though. I think if you have a chance to take out somebody like Joe who can find an idol at any moment, you do it. Oh, completely. So he's sitting there idolless when the second vote is happening. I don't know why you don't take him out. You know that he's not going to be able to stick around and Desi's not going to be a big threat. I mean, I guess you could argue like she might win immunity, like I said, but also that he's so annoying that he won't win because it did seem to even boil over. And we'll talk about this in a second, his feud with Ben, that even people like people were willing to just out and out be like, shut up, Joe. Like Chrissy was like, Joe, we're all tired of you talking. Just keep your mouth shut. None of us want to listen to you anymore. And then Ashley was like, it's hard to tell if he's really good or just really annoying. So I think Mm -hmm. maybe the vibe there dealing with them day to day was just like, this guy's never going to win. Let's just get rid of Desi. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But I feel like the longer they keep him around, if they sit and they view the game, you know, where they sit back and they take a look. And if he makes it to final four, final three, you have to give him props for being that annoying and unlikable, but still being around, you know, like this vote, him getting through it in a sense is a resume builder. Sure. I mean, we'll see. He's definitely still a dangerous player. I just feel like you could have gone either way, but it probably made more sense to take him out. I think what was weird too is Cole and Mike flipping didn't really make sense to me from what they showed us, but I don't know. I've given up on the editors showing us what's actually going on. Yeah, I mean, Cole doesn't have anyone out there. We saw that clearly from this episode. He was on bottom, and it was basically How disappointing was it that we didn't get any, like, oh, man, I miss Jess. I think I was in love with Jess. I was hoping we would get some of that. Yeah, was there any mention of her? I don't even think they gave him one of those intro confessionals right from the beginning. I was hoping he would have been like, the love of my life, this hot (laughs) 29-year-old. She's a little old for me, but I still loved her. Yeah, nothing. Um, he might not even be distraught. He probably didn't even care. So let's talk about Joe and Ben real quick. 
So Joe said right before tribal, it seems, oh, Ben, you're swearing on your Marines everywhere, telling people blah, blah, blah. And Ben, who nearly had a panic attack after a few pieces of bamboo exploded, naturally did not take well to that. You know, said I would never do that. I would never swear on my Marines, blah, blah, blah. Carried over into, little, into tribal a little bit. I just thought that was a bad situation. And Joe took it too far. Not a hot, not a hot take, but Joe took it a little too far there. Yeah, it, it definitely felt, and maybe just because I listened to a podcast with him on it recently, it felt kind of Johnny Fairplay-esque, you know, where he choked up the tears at the loved one's visit and said, oh, my grandma's dead. And then he has like the confessional where he's like, my grandma's sitting back home playing bingo. It was one of those where you did something way too heavy for the game and Joe definitely came off looking like a criminal like a villain you know one of those people that you just love to hate and And he didn't stop either he kept going he did he kept pushing the button I think one of the Hollywood Reporter articles said oh he found Ben's button and he pushed it and then he kept pushing it and then he pushed it a little more and then he kept pushing it so he didn't back down in that scene I don't like when scenes become uncomfortable and that scene was uncomfortable for me again though They made it look like Ben's the bigger man. Like, there's a way this show could have been presented where, wow, Ben's enemies with Joe, he's enemies with Cole. Like, why does he have so many issues with people? But they're presenting it more in a way that's like, everyone but Ben is the problem. And Ben is even willing to acknowledge his anger problems and say how much he's learned. And like, it just feels to me like we're starting to get some heavy Sarah LaChina Lucina type editing here. Yeah, I think that was very pointed them uh, adding in his apology at Tribal. Um, I think that's when Chrissy freaked out because Joe started pushing buttons again and Chrissy was like, you just, you gotta stop talking. But yes, I will say Ben is getting a great edit so far. It just doesn't have that pivotal moment that Sarah had last year where six or seven weeks in, you're like, oh, she's speaking to every single American that doesn't know how to deal with transgender reality, you know? And the good thing is we still have a lot of strong players left this season where it seemed like she was secretly controlling everything that entire time. But there are different ways this can go with Chrissy and Ben and Ryan and Joe kind of there to mix things up. And now Lauren's got a little action. I don't know. I'm pretty close to declaring that Ben's going to win. But I got to stick with my winner pick, Chrissy. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Chrissy. Okay, let's do it. Does Chrissy hate women? I mean, I think we discussed this a little bit last week. But this is still what the internet's talking about because, yet again, Chrissy led the way on a vote where a woman left. Yeah, but I don't... See, I don't know if that's the way the chips are falling and she's rolling with it because I don't think she's targeting women i think she's targeting strong players and you can make an argument that desi a physical threat who's also intelligent maybe not game intelligent but overall just an intelligent person and i think chrissy sees that and chrissy says okay i'm smart enough we have to have a plan b if joe doesn't go home let's make it desi one of his you know apparently closest allies which is why desi didn't flip and send joe home this is what desi said about chrissy She has it out for women, especially strong women. Quote, that's Chrissy's personality. Well, 
I don't, I can't, I mean, I can't speak much to it. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but if there's multiple people saying it, I think it's been three now, but who knows? Well, I think Rourke, Desi and Jessica have all said that, but mm, wait and see, I guess we'll have to talk to her. I mean, I think there's a charitable argument to be made that as Daniel Feinberg, the Hollywood reporter put it, survivor tends to turn into survivor colon balance beam in the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. And Perhaps Chrissy, as a student of the game, is like, hey, women always dominate these balance challenges. Maybe if we can get rid of all the women by this point, it'll help me. Yeah. I mean, Debbie did gymnastics for 35 years, and she crushed balance beams. So I think Chrissy might be onto something. You know, she probably watched that last season and just realized how strong they were at balance beams. <laughs> a little throwback humor. TBT. So the only thing we got to talk about here from Tribal is this advantage that Lauren got. And I did go back and rewatch. It was specified that she had to play it this week, which I was unclear on the first time I watched it. But basically, she didn't vote and stole a piece of parchment so that she could have two votes in the future. And it was allowed. (laughs) It was interesting to watch because, as many people have talked about, they had a tie. So Jeff read all of the votes and he only read 10 but no one noticed. I think no one noticed because people were flipping all over the place and voting for random people. So everyone was just trying to figure out what was going on. But it's surprising that not even the actual actuary took note of one less vote. Yeah, that was so confusing to me because we were down to 11 when the original voting happened, correct? So when 10 votes get read and you have a 4-4 split, like that's simple addition. Even I can do that. Even me, Tyler B. Commons. So I don't understand how Chrissy, who's a math whiz, as we got to see last week with her multiplication of 60 (laughs) seconds. I mean, maybe she did notice that and just is that astute in the game that she knows it's not going to be problematic for her. I don't know. I don't know. Jeff claims no one noticed in his interviews today, but I don't know. I, I assume something will come out eventually about it, but... I thought Lauren played it well. I particularly enjoyed the Revo where she went up and just shoved the thing onto the ground. Oh, that was so funny. She's like, she like folds it and then just pushes it over in front of the table. I love that <laughs> camera angle. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But obviously, that's a huge advantage to have two votes. I will say, interesting tribal, a lot of stuff going on. Not nearly as hyped on it as Jeff was. No, I think Jeff was talking about all this emotion and it I felt think, like he was I talking about a tribal that we didn't coaster. see yeah somebody threw out you know the, the phrase emotional roller coaster and i did not feel an emotional roller coaster i felt kind of cut and dry kind of you had joe and ben arguing which you know that's the heated side but where was like the heartfelt lovey-dovey side that has to swing on the other side nowhere yeah. to be found anyway so desi first member of the jury eighth person voted out And they're starting to put up the little Ponderosa videos now. So go check those out on CBS.com. Hers is pretty entertaining. She weighs herself, lost 7 pounds, 150 to 143. That's not too bad. And eats a bunch. And then trains a staff member on how to be in a pageant. Huh. I'll have to check that out. No, I missed that today. I apologize. <laughs> a little hectic, my girl going out. I was probably crying. Uh, well, you got to watch it then if it's your girl. This was her final words. Quote, at the end of the day, I couldn't betray my authentic self. It's just so heartfelt. I feel like I need to watch a rom-com with a giant tub of ice cream. That's how I felt all afternoon, but I couldn't manage to pull it off. <laughs> well, let's get to the rest of the episode because we haven't talked about 
my favorite moment of the season so far. Mm, do tell. I should have probably teased this at the beginning, but there was a bit of an idol battle that happened in this episode that I just thoroughly enjoyed so much. So leading up to that, there was a reward challenge. Joe sat out. He got to pick the order that people enjoyed the reward in. A reward that was somehow not sponsored by Olive Garden or Carabas or any other random crappy Italian restaurant. Or Ragu. And basically what happened was they hid a clue on the bottom of the plate that just said, Idol buried under tribe flag. Devin didn't eat enough to notice it. JP, did you ever think he was going to notice it? I don't think he knows what letters look like. Cole noticed it, but thought, hmm, maybe if I just put this tablecloth under the food, that won't look suspicious. And That looked so bad. Then Chrissy oh. noticed and also left the plate there. I She claims because she wanted Ryan to see it, but I don't know if that was like a post-game explanation. And then Ryan, which people should have done in the first place, took the plate, threw it in the woods, and hit it. So... My favorite moment happened when Cole got caught with his pants down back at camp, quite literally. He went to pee, Ryan went to dig up the hole, and found the idol moments before JP walks by. This is actually a sub-moment of my favorite moment, because if you watch it again, JP looks over, clearly sees Ryan doing something, but we have no word whether he knows that Ryan found an idol or not, obviously, and I'm willing to bet... He didn't notice. I'm going to assume not. But the best thing was Chrissy runs out. Ryan's like, I found it. Dig in the hole. Like, put the dirt back in. And then Cole comes sprinting out, and they start wrestling and digging. And Ben comes out and starts digging, and they knock the flag over. And, like, Ryan is just standing behind all of them watching with the idol in his pants. And it was just kind of unbelievable to watch because... When they teased the wrestling match last week, I never expected that to be the direction it was going in, and it was just wildly entertaining for me. Yeah, Ryan is, to backtrack a little bit, Ryan was the most intelligent. Like, I don't know why you don't pick up the plate and throw it away. Who cares? Obviously, no one's thinking about, is is there, was there a plate? You know, once you get rid of that and you see spaghetti on a, a terrible napkin that's folded halfway over, like, does anyone eat food like that? That was my real question. And Chrissy, immediately when Chrissy got there, she she says something like, hmm, I guess we don't even get a plate to eat off of. Also, Chrissy cursing and then trying to cover it up was quite entertaining as well. I loved that. She was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to say that. I would get kicked out of actuary camp if they knew I said language like that. Yeah, but the wrestling match was so funny because Ryan got it and then he goes, Chrissy, I got the idol. Go cover it up. So the idol's long gone and Cole comes strutting back. And like immediately goes into takedown mode and goes and dives in head first. And Chrissy, you see her trying to hang onto his like arm and he just wriggles out like she's not even there, throws around like a rag doll. It was it was one of the more entertaining wrestling matches. Maybe it's a, a little teaser. They're bringing back the wrestling challenge on a floating oh, dock. I love those. Yeah, that was great stuff. Yeah, not much else happened this episode, really. There was an immunity challenge. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this immunity challenge the first time they ran it, two or three seasons ago, and I was also not a fan of it this time. You know what I always wonder with these challenges where they're all just like balancing right next to each other or like holding something? They look like they're so close to just dropping onto the other person and screwing up everyone else. Is it? Know, are they, they further apart than it looks? 
I don't think so. They showed a zoomed out view. I can't remember. Maybe it was when Ben went down or somebody, but he fell backwards and got essentially within like four to five inches of Ashley. And Ashley just kind of looked over and was like, I still got this, you know, but I would be concerned about that. Like if you drop the idol and someone gets mad, say JP, for instance, and decides to slam his stick or throw (laughs) his stick at something, which is very probable. Like that's not fair. That's just interference. I don't know. I'm sure they have rules for that, but they definitely are way too close for comfort, in my opinion. Anything else stand out to you this week? I feel like we actually have covered everything. This was a fairly condensed episode as far as storylines go. Yeah, I thought something fun, and this is a bit extracurricular, but it was released maybe a day before the episode. A couple of the castaways that have been kicked off already this season. They got the first run at this uh, reward challenge against, you know, those... They're awesome interns that film the challenges, running the challenges, and we get to see all those little clips. Yeah. And uh, they got to compete, so that was uh, that was pretty great. Yeah, and Alan wore a shirt that was clearly the Fight Forest Fires bear or whatever, and they tried to blur it out, but it was like kind of funny. Unless there's yeah. unless it's a brand I just don't know about, which is a possibility with my fashion sense. Very probable. And, you know, like, I'll be kind. I won't mention who won, you know. We had a group of people who had already lost once this season, and I'm not saying that trend continued. I'm not going to say it didn't continue. They They gave it their all, you know. They gave it their all out there on the island earlier. They gave it their all in this challenge, and it's just, it's entertaining to go watch. You know, just an extra little tidbit they gave us this week. Not bad, not bad. I think it was everybody but Allie and Jessica who haven't voted out so far. Mm-hmm. So next week, we're looking at Lauren trying to figure out how to play her advantage and Ryan inexplicably telling multiple people about the idol and the idol in his pants. It appears that what's going to happen is Ben is going to tell Devin, hey, Ryan has an idol. And Devin already having been told that is going to be like, what the hell? He told Ben. And mm-hmm. I guess things will unravel from there. I don't know. Yeah, we could see a little trouble in paradise coming next week with Maybe Ryan is realizing Ben and Chrissy are kind of overtaking him and tries to mix things up. I have no idea. I don't know what Ryan's doing. I don't know what's happening. I've tried to figure it out. Obviously, I have no clue because I have three people left on my fantasy team, and I'm down probably close to 100 points at this point. What's the point? We are now 7 for 16 on picks for the season. I had points on Desi this week. And to your question, to your point... I am winning 137 to 74. Okay, so 60, 58, 57. I don't know. I can't do math. I don't care. Would you like to try again? Life is hopeless. I would love to try again. 137 to 74. Yeah. I've got to... 63, uh, Ty. 63? Oh, see, I was going the opposite way. That's why I came up with 57. That's okay. (laughs) Math. I don't need it for my job. Who does? No one. This is what... I'm going to put my points on. I'm going to try and make the comeback of the century. Here we go. I'm going to do 10 points on one person from here out. You heard it here. It's got to happen. And I'm just going to make the easy pick. I'm going to pick Cole. I don't see Cole making it if he doesn't win the idol this week. So I got to put 10 points on Cole and get myself back in the race. Maybe yeah, we didn't talk about that, but he would have been gone if he did not win individual immunity. I'm going to put some points on Cole as well. Sorry, Ty. No, that's okay. You can put them somewhere else. (laughs) I'm going to do 
Four points on Cole. You would. Three points on Ashley. And three points on JP. I noticed we're stuck in this rut of 4-3-3, you know? Like, why don't we just go big? Why don't we do 5-2-2-1? I don't need to mess around with anything like that. I got a nice little lead. Well, it could be bigger. Maybe you could put five points on uh, Dr. Mike or something, you know? How about this? Mike Sahalski, medevac pick. Okay, that's fair. Medevac, I'm still going to put it on Lauren. Did you see the fishhook necklace she's wearing? Could you imagine that thing going through her trachea in the middle of the night? Oh, God. <laughs> I was I was taken aback. She legit has this, like, fishhook. is basically like Maui style from that Disney movie that everybody loved, and I love the soundtrack. Sounds like you just got us an explicit rating on iTunes. That analogy. That's violent. That's okay. Rated E for explicit, or everyone. The season's been following a trend recently where the episodes are good for 35 minutes and then the tribal makes no sense. And I feel like the producers should just show us the different options that could happen and we could still have room to be surprised. If they had teased us and said Cole and Mike might flip, we still would have been surprised. There's no reason to surprise us with information we don't even understand and it continues to drive me crazy, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe their ratings are continuing to drop. So who knows? I'll say it's been a good season of characters, and I love watching JP every week, you know? JP, he just plays hard. You can tell he hasn't uh, shaved his chest in a while. Kind of weird. He's looking like a grizzly bear. I should say the other reason I'm kind of tired this week is I worked hard to get a podcast episode out on Monday with the piano player from an Earwolf podcast off book, The Improvised Musical, and you should definitely check it out. He's a lot of fun, and we broke down their podcast where they literally improvise an hour-long musical every week with live piano playing from Scott Passarella, who was on our podcast on Monday. So check that out if you are interested in the arts. Yeah, I have to back that up. That was a really fun podcast to listen to. Obviously, I wasn't a part of it because that's not a podcast that I really make time to listen to on a weekly basis. But I had a ton of fun listening. Scott seems like a hilarious guy. He's also very talented. He brings on his musical instrument. So if you are looking for something a little different, my boy Taylor Gaines did a great job with the interview. And it's just, it's a really fun episode. It's not Survivor-themed, but you'll still enjoy it. Well, that's all we got for this week. Survivor Week 8, Season 35. They're over halfway done. They've been on the island three weeks now. It's amazing. 21 days. They just hit it. Yeah, so now we'll have all jury members from here on out. It's always fun to see them walk back in looking like different people. But, yeah, man, I don't have a good ending note for this one. So I'm going to do just like the Survivor producers and just end it randomly. Thanks for playing. We're going away, and we might come back next week. All right. Goodbye, everyone. This has been On the Island. I am Taylor Gaines. You can fly back home now, unlike the characters from Lost. No thoughts.